0: And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program. Also, I want to thank you for your questions, your comments, all of your encouragements. It it really is um, wonderful to hear from you. So please, please keep it up. And if this is your first time listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown, um, again, you can email me at Saturday Brown at yahoo.com if you, if you should have any questions about, um, the particular topic, topics that we're talking about, either maybe something from a past program that you had or maybe even a subject that you'd like to hear, uh, talked about in the future. So please, you can contact me at Saturday Morning Dan at yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning, Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. And if you would like a free Bible, I have a new modern translation that I would send you free of charge. I commit to you that I will not use your information if you email me your name and your address. I will simply mail you that Bible. Again, you're listening to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio ninety five 5. Good morning in this early hour. Sometimes I forget how early the hour really is because I'm very excited about what I share with you week after week and um, it just um, energizes me to keep and keep and keep going. But today we'll start out with a a scripture and the title of the, the program this week is The Drawing of the Father. And that's not a drawing in sense of an illustration drawing, but that is a sense of drawing as we are pulled in closer and drawn near to the Father. And I think that really is a wonderful subject to look at and delve in deeper. And remember, this program is just the impetus for you to continue your studies, to dig deeper, to continue uh, increasing in your prayer life and, you know, developing this in, in, very intimate relationship uh, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as he wishes to have with all of us. And as I share week after week, we're not following some precepts or some manuscripts have, who have been just written by men long dead and gone, but we are serving a living God, living and breathing, wanting to to interact with his creation, his precious creation, which he loves dearly, he loves you and I so dearly, and that's why this is so very important and I think a a very pinnacle scripture uh in in the drawing of the Father or how we are drawn and how he draws us to him, I think in the Gospel of John chapter six verse forty four really says this uh and I'll just paraphrase it very quickly, but it says, "No one can come to me." No one can come to Christ unless, right, unless the Father who sent me draws him. Hmm. So in our choices, in our desires, as we seek to understand and know God, the way we are drawn to Christ is through the Father. He does it. He works in us to draw us to salvation. And so... The reality of this is when God begins to draw me, he draws me, draws you, begins to bring us to himself, the problem of my will comes in immediately. We're always talking about that. Remember, surrendering our own will, supplanting it with God's, replacing it with our sinful nature, our sinful ways, our sinful desires, and making a choice. This is a conscious choice. This doesn't mean, I'm not saying we're we're putting away our sin on our own because we've already gone all through. We understand that Jesus' sacrifice was to be in our place, uh, to remove that sin, to wash us of that sin, so that when the Father looks upon his creation, he sees his Son who set his life aside for ours. And so when God begins to draw me to himself, The problem of my will comes in immediately. That's the disruptor, isn't it? But if we make the appropriate choice in this, the question is, will I react positively to the truth that God has revealed to me? In other words, if God is saying, you're doing this and this is not right for you, this is not good for you, this is not my will, what do we do? Will we come to him? When we are shown, when our eyes are opened, and when God begins to draw us into himself, will we come to him? Now, to discuss or deliberate over spiritual matters when God calls... Uh, it, it really is inappropriate and disrespectful to Him. When God's calling us, it's not—we don't form a discussion group to see whether we should go to God or not. That—that's not really how it works. And honestly, when you hear God in your heart, however you're drawn, however He's doing this, and, and He has many ways that God draws us within to Himself. But when God speaks, we don't discuss it with anyone as to does to decide what our response should be back to him. That is not something we're going to do. And if you want a little little extra revelation on that, go to the New Testament to Galatians in chapter 1, right? And read verses 15 and 16 and I think that will help you give you A little bit of more clarity in when we're being drawn in, why we don't discuss and why we don't. This is not something where we get into a discussion group and say, Hey, you know, I feel like God called me last week. What what do you think I should be doing to anyone, to the, to no one that God has reached out to you directly. There is no one in between you and God except the media, the son, Jesus Christ, who God has placed. Remember, we are healed by his stripes. So belief, my friends, is not a result of an intellectual act, but it, the result of an act of my will, right? Whereby I deliberately commit myself to God. It is a choice. We talk about that choice and everybody said, well, I really don't have choices. I really don't have this. I really don't have that, but it is the choice is ours. And if we make that choice, if we make that choice, then God will be able to and will begin to work in our life. And I, and I guess the other thing is, is will I commit placing myself completely and absolutely On God, will I commit absolutely to God and be willing to act solely my own thoughts, my own commitment on what He has said? Will I do that? And that's the question we ponder every day. And hopefully, we will see and make a clear choice towards righteousness, towards God will, towards God's will. Uh, If I will, right? I'll find that I'm grounded on reality as certain as being grounded on God's throne. I think that's really important for us to take deep into our heart and process that in that way. In the preaching of the gospel, when we're sharing the gospel, always focus on the matter of will because that's our choice. God, we, we hear that all the time. God created us to be free will, not to be robots, not to just automatically do, because in doing this, this is a a beautiful insight into God's creation of us. Because God has a choice. And He chooses to be righteous. He chooses to be graceful. He chooses to be compassionate. He chooses to love us endlessly. And he chooses to forgive us and provide a way for us to achieve salvation through his one and only son. Think about that. Because there must be a surrender of our will. That is the choice, surrendering our will to God's. And when we do that, things begin to change. And not a surrender to persuade or a powerful argument. I absolutely must deliberately step out, placing my faith in God and in his truth. And I must place no confidence in my own works, but only in God. Because what happens to us? Trusting in my own mental understanding, my friends, becomes a hindrance to completely trusting God. If we leave our will in there, even in the slightest way, we have a tendency then to be able to go off track a tad, don't we? If if we try to measure our God against will, his will. I mean, God's will is perfect. Omnipresent. You know, my gosh, the creator of all that exists, seen and unseen. Absolutely incredible. And again, trusting in my own mental understanding actually becomes a hindrance to completely trusting in God. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to to trust and obey. A little song I learned when I was a... (laughs) a young person in in Sunday school. And I remember singing that song. And as I became older, it became to being so much more and so much deeper, those few simple words. But I hope you can ponder that for a few minutes while we take a short break. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and we'll be right back.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5. East Coast roofing and siding, protecting what you love and own. East Coast roofing and siding, trust us with your family and home. Hi, I'm Larry Steiler. And this is Jeff with East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows, New Jersey's most trusted home remodeling contractor for well over 40 years. Everybody knows that when you hire East Coast for your roofing, siding, window, or door project, you're getting the best products, the best installation, with the best lifetime warranties. But now for a limited time, when you hire East Coast, we are offering 12 months of no payments and no interest, along with a 15% instant rebate. All of this at last year's pricing. There's never been a better time to protect your family and home, so give us a call at 609 625 Two five 1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com today to schedule your free consultation. If you'll call, we'll, we'll show, show up. up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. is back. After 15 months of restoration, Lucy is open and looks better than ever. See Lucy every day 10 to 8 till 5 on Sunday. Free parking too. You can even enjoy lunch in the other Lucy Beach Grill featuring Lenny's world famous hot dogs. It's all back at America's oldest roadside attraction. LucyTheElephant.org My love to you. Ray Magliotti here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply what? Bl- to fun at Ocean City, New Jersey's premier water park. Twist and turn down eight stories of the longest serpentine slide on the East Coast. Plunge out the end of side-by-side body slides, lounge in the lazy river, or splash around in the kids' area. Then, cap off the day with 18 holes in a tropical themed mini-golf course. Visit ocwaterpark.com for tickets. That's ocwaterpark.com. All-day tickets are discounted when you purchase online. OC Waterpark, splash into fun today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's talk station.
0: And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for joining me on this fine Saturday morning. Again as always we truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to our program. If you would like a free Bible, please contact me by email at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. I thank you for all your questions, your comments, your encouragements, um, your stories that you send me. Um, I pray for you. Some of your stories are, are, are breaking my heart, and I pray that God uh, just helps you change your life, that you come to an intimate relationship with Him. Peter, You know who you are, my friend. Again, you are not alone, brother. Just keep reaching back out to the creator of the universe. As much as you think you are alone, you are surrounded by the hand of God. Please don't let depression and those endless thoughts just work their way um, to bring you in a place of darkness. Please, please, please. Seek the Creator of the universe. Seek God with all His love and compassion for you, and He will bring His light into your life. Please don't get lost in that, my friend. And I'll continue to pray for you. And again, thank you for sending me uh, such detailed uh, emails and and sharing that with me. And all of you who who may be facing uh, you know troublesome times and dark times. Depressions and those kinds of things. Please, um, you know, seek proper counseling. It's a good thing to do. Seek proper counseling, but never stop praying. Reach out to the Father of Lights, our Heavenly Father, who loves us endlessly, who who wants to have this intimate relationship with us, and make a choice to move in the direction of not pushing Him away. Because when we make the other choices that are against God's will, that do not benefit us. And I will tell you, none of you who have sent me some incredible stories and things, listen, if you're praying to God for him to bring you to a a place of peace, God is going to do that for you. He is. And he's going to show himself and reveal himself to you. Don't give up keep making those choices he's not asking you to solve the problem that has made you this way or pushed you into this whether self-inflicted or by someone else all he's asking you to do is make the conscious choice to ask him for help and then he will provide you with the strength and the wisdom that you need to navigate through what is hurting and harming you so much so I love you, brothers and sisters. Please, please, please seek God. Stay in prayer. Read the scriptures. And um, always keep sending me those questions. Uh, never stop. Thank you. Again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And our program today is Drawing Near to the Father. It's amazing uh, what God does and how he moves in our lives to do these things. And as as I had said back in the first segment of today, um, we're in the second segment. <laughs> but what I had said in the first segment, there must be a surrender of will. See, there's, the, there's that tussle, isn't it, within ourselves. But that is a conscious choice, even though we may, after we're we're continuing to surrender our will, doesn't mean that we will never make a mistake again. That's not what it means. It is a slow process. Restoration is not instant. It is not. Um, but I would not say that that could never happen in anybody's case because that's, that's God's workings and not mine. But in my life and throughout my life, the healing process, Hasn't been instantaneous, but it's taken time. And in the time that it's take taken to work towards this healing and be in the process of healing, there are lessons that are learned along the way. Every trial and tribulation that you and I experience can bring lessons into our life, a learning experience of something. And, and those learning experiences, brothers and sisters, aren't always about you and I. Sometimes what you and I learn, we learn for others. Because remember, as we begin to be healed, as we begin to surrender our, our will, we ourselves become fountains of living waters. That's the promise. And so those fountains of living waters are not just to refresh ourselves, but to refresh those around us think about that because we are so drawn inward so often that we can never see the help that we can provide and can be to others what we have learned we can share and the gospel that God has given to us is not meant for us to hold on for ourselves but to give it to others And in giving ourselves, in giving a piece of our life to someone else, we heal at the same time. It is an amazing process, and I thank you, Lord, over and over, and I will until the day my breath stops, and then I will thank you in person. (laughs) Um, So again, there must be a surrender of the will. And, and not a surrender to a persuasive or powerful argument. This isn't about winning an argument with God. So often I talk to individuals who want to present this argument as though we're two attorneys arguing about right and wrong before a judge. That's not what we're doing here. It is not. It is trusting in God. And once you begin to taste the fruit, of what God is giving us, once you begin to taste the nectar of God's gentle compassion and grace, your heart will just overflow. Because again, that grace that is given to you, you will give to someone else. It is a wonderful thing, my friends. And again, I must place no confidence in my own works, but only in God. And uh, we talked about this earlier, trusting in my own mental understanding. It really becomes a hindrance in me trusting God completely. And I go back, is this something I really want? Anything that God is moving us in a direction is something that we absolutely want because he has promised continually that all he has for us is benefit and what will make us better. Hmm. So, again, I must be willing to ignore and leave my own feelings behind. And I must will, again, a choice. This is the choice. It's not removing sin. It's not removing every obstacle in our path. The only obstacle that we have that we're trying to work on is our will. And so I must will to believe. But again, this can never be accomplished without my forceful, determined effort to separate myself from my old way of looking at things. Yeah, there is going to be a new way of looking at things. In my old ways, I looked at always more than likely selfishness to, to benefit me and me only. Um, I, I try to kid myself sometimes that maybe I didn't. I was, I was always looking out for others and thinking of others' best interests. But honestly, I can't say that that's always been the case. I cannot. Bottom line, I must surrender myself completely to God. And you know I've had this conversation with you before. Because it is such an important thing. It is the crux of salvation in coming to know the creator of the universe. And here is this key that others want to tell you you don't have. Because this is God's promise. Everyone has been created with the ability to reach out beyond his own grasp. It's that choice. Again, not removing every obstacle, but a choice to surrender to God who will move mountains for you. You thought that opening the Red Sea when Moses was there and moved his staff to part the waters... You thought that was a miracle? Where do you see what he does in your life on a daily basis? I see miracles every day, my friends, every day. I must completely surrender myself to God. And remember, it is God who draws us near. And my relationship to him in the first place, again, is an inner, deep, personal one, not an intellectual one. Because God's intellect, if we were trying to somehow battle with God for intellect, we... we. <laughs> We can't even really understand how the earth came into being or ourselves, let alone a molecule of carbon. Although we have speakers who will endlessly tell us they have it all figured out. They know how the universe was created, uh, just like uh, global warming. And I'm not picking on all you people in, in, in who, who are about it. I see this climate changes and I see these things that take place. You know, I'm not hiding in a, in a box somewhere, but the reality is to say that this has been the only time that this has ever happened in the earth's history when man has been on the earth for such a limited time even in our own words is foolishness the most appropriate thing that i hear when it is said is that during the time that we've been able to measure temperatures properly this is the hottest one on record that's an appropriate thing to say anything beyond that is just foolishness but again everybody has been created with the ability to reach out Beyond his own grasp. And so I come into the relationship through the miracle of God. There is a miracle that happens here that allows God, in God working in me, to draw me to him. And then I begin to get the intelligent application and understanding of the wonder of the transformation in my life. Mm.
1: 95.5 Fox News. I'm Paul Stevens. Two police officers in critical condition after being shot in Orlando, Florida Friday night during a traffic stop. Officers were investigating a vehicle wanted for a homicide in Miami. During the stop, the suspect shot two of our officers. The suspect had carjacked another car and a vehicle pursuit ensued. We are right now actively looking for suspects Orlando Police Chief Eric Smith noted Twitch streamer Kai Sinat now facing criminal charges after inviting his followers to New York City's Union Square for a video game console giveaway on Friday. Thousands showed up disrupting traffic and causing property damage. Dozens of arrests were made. Some were arrested for a variety of different charges. But it's just... A lot of patience, a lot of patience by the men and women of this department. NYPD Chief of Department Jeffrey Madry. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. We'll have a mix of clouds and sunshine today, humid with a high 87. Partly cloudy tonight, going down to 64. Partly sunny tomorrow with a high 86. Some severe thunderstorms moving in on Monday in the afternoon could bring some flooding downpours, damaging winds, even an isolated tornado. Monday's high 84. I'm AccuWeather's Rose Tamburino on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
0: And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions about today's program or maybe a, something we talked about in the past or maybe a subject that you'd like to hear about talked in the future, please email me at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And if you'd like a free Bible, please, again, send me your name and your address. I commit not to use your information for anything other than to send you that free Bible. Email me at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com Again, welcome to our program Drawing Into God, and that's not about illustrating, that's not about making a picture. It is about being drawn to God and how he draws us to himself. And again, we've been on the discussion of will, which is really important in our lives. And so often I I I'm listening, I'm listening to different things that I hear radio, TV, and the will is so often left out, and it's made uh, very um, washed over, I guess you could say, uh, or watered down to a certain extent, and I'm hearing messages that come about getting what you want, praying for this prosperity that you believe you need, and that you believe you must have, and so I don't believe there's anything wrong with praying for sustenance and those things, because the Lord's Prayer encompasses everything in that simple little prayer that's been repeated so many times. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name, Father. You know, it, it is just a wonderful thing where we're making this request and we just say it so often, so quickly. You know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We're making a request to God for the sustenance that he knows we need daily, right? Forgive us our sins. We're, we're, we're admitting that we're sinners. We're asking for forgiveness, but with a caveat. And the caveat is as we forgive those who sin against us. Because if we're asking forgiveness, we have to forgive others as well. Lead us not into temptation. Please guide us away from what tempts us both physically, emotionally, spiritually, whether it's lust, you know, material things. And, you know, help us, Lord. Help us with that temptation because the choice that we're talking about in In the decision of our will is we're acknowledging that we do not have the strength to overcome that lust, to overcome that pornography addiction, overcome that alcohol addiction or that narcotic addiction. It can be even a food addiction. You know, we overeat endlessly beyond what the body actually needs. And then we wonder, why. oh, my gosh, America's overweight. I need my knees replaced. I need this. I need that. I need this. And the result is is the amount of times we open our mouth and keep placing something into it. Why? Why are we doing it? You cannot tell me that we're doing it because of a nutritional value. Come on, let's be honest together. I've been there, stood right where you stand. We do it for comfort. We do it for a sense of satisfaction. Not that there can't be food addictions. Listen, I I like coffee. I like lattes. I like espresso. That caffeine boy gives me a boom boom. It gives me a kick. I can't deny it. Um But I don't, but but I don't want to rely on it for, for me to be comfortable. The sweets, the sugar, those things can become addictions along with smoking and all these things. It is unhealthy to overeat. It is unhealthy to overdo caffeine. It is unhealthy to overdo sugar. Why? Oh, why? Oh, why? We have a crisis of diabetes in our country. Those things, we need to seek God. Obviously, if you can't curtail those things that are that are hurting you physically, emotionally, hurting your body, which again messes you up spiritually. You're depressed. I'm depressed, I'm going to eat. I'm depressed, I'm going to drink. I want to forget my woes, my abuse or whatever has happened. I'm going to take narcotics. Listen, seek God with all these things. Put your will aside. Open your heart to the creator of the universe so that he can mold you, make you in the image of himself. Jesus prayed, Father, let them become one as you and I are one. Do you realize the gravity Oh, my gosh, the personal nature of that prayer that Jesus was praying to his Father on our behalf. Let them be one as you and I are one. And that process was already begun in the beginning of creation when God formed us out of the elements of the earth. And that body that he formed lay lifeless on the ground. Picture this with me, if you will. God's creating hands, the Holy Spirit moving across the elements of creation and creating this human body, the last piece. God breathed the breath of life in him. Can you close your eyes for a minute and imagine God breathing that breath into Adam? And Adam taking and drawing in that breath and opening his eyes to see the marvelous creation that God had made on behalf of humanity. And in Adam and in Eve, all of us were created in an instant. Every fiber of DNA that would make every human being that would ever exist was in Adam. Hard to fathom sometimes. Yet we think that we want to wrestle with God in some type of argument, intellectual argument, that we're going to disprove God about how he's created. No, God, you really didn't create this this way. But when you step back and listen to the simple things, these very simple prayers that we have prayed endlessly, and sometimes I'm sad to say mindlessly, To seek a minor comfort in it when the reality of what God has put into those few sentences encompasses so much on our behalf of God's grace and love for us, for humanity. Think about that. Please, please, please. And so, again, the gospel of Jesus Christ always forces a decision of our will. And that God gave us. And the question then remains, when I'm, when I'm giving up my will to get God's, I have to say, have I accepted God's verdict on sin as judged on the cross of Christ? Have I done that? Secondly, do I have even the slightest interest in the death of Jesus? Because we take on that cross. We're called living sacrifices, and we die daily. Mm. Do I want to be identified with his death? Do I want to be identified with his death? Because in certain circles, and certain parts of our communities, to be a person of faith now, you're horrible. You're a bigot. You're prejudiced. You're all these things, and you are not. And I'm going to tell you, you're not. Don't shy away from God's love because someone tells you God-loving humanity is somehow bigotry. Now, I, I, I am heart to the heart to say that some people have taken our lessons of faith and used them to be crushing criticisms of everyone. Our God God just simply asks us to bring his love to those around us. And God does the rest. We share the gospel. The good news, that's what he gave us. The good news, how wonderful, how beautiful are the feet of him who proclaim this gospel. That is you and I. Don't point at somebody and say they're, they're gonna go to hell, they're gonna burn, they're gonna do this. That, that's not your job. That's not what we've been called to do. The living waters that you and I have been given by God quenches the fires of anything when we share it appropriately. And it gives the ability for people to make a conscious choice. Be the example of what Christ did. Self-sacrifice, the giving of ourselves to others. When we do that and our words match our deeds, miracles take place in people's lives. Not necessarily miracles that you can see visually with your eyes. Because that's not why we do. We're not doing this so that we can have a notebook and say, well, today I was responsible for 32 people's salvation. That's not it. We don't think about those things. We don't, we don't keep account of those things. There's so many cautious tales through the Bible of where kings and God said, don't do this. Don't count that. Don't count your army. Don't do these things. Just keep doing it for the sake of the gospel, for God's love. We're not looking for pats on the back. We're not looking for numbers. We're praying for change. Be part of that change. Submit your will to God's and become living waters that will refresh those around you. That's what we become. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Locally owned and up. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app.
0: And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown. Here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back this fa- fine, fine, fine Saturday morning. And again, time does go so fast. We are in the fourth segment of our Saturday program. And I do l- truly appreciate you tuning in and joining me here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And should you have some questions about our program today or, or, um, Maybe something about today's program or maybe about something from the past. Uh, please contact me at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Should you like a free Bible, please send me your name and your address. I won't use your information for anything other than, I commit this to you, anything other than sending you that free Bible. Please, please, please reach out. I love your questions, your comments, and your encouragements. And um, it's what keeps us going here at Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we continue on with our program of drawing into God, becoming near, drawing near to the creator, how we do it, how he does it. And I think it's very, very important to understand this and again we're drawn back because this is such a crucial point of our walk of faith is putting our will aside and submitting our will and submitting God's will in our place and I I think that uh, it is never a subject that's talked about enough Um, and there you know there's lots of great preachers who talk about a lot of great subjects and I just feel drawn to be this point needs to be driven and shared with everyone, um, so that we understand what we're trying to do. We are never jumping back in the in the driver's seat, like that old song, "Jesus, take the wheel." When we give up the the, the driving to Jesus, don't reach back over to grab the wheel. You just give it up and let it go. And then, because God's will for us is only um, based on love and compassion and grace and. Um, It is just the most wonderful, wonderful thing uh, when we begin to understand how deeply the God of all creation cares about us. And we left off talking about do we want to be identified with his death? Um, uh, Do I long to be so closely identified with him that I have no value, that I have no value of anything else? except for him and his purposes. And you'll be surprised when we're willing to do those things, what God's purposes are. And he will guide us and he will lead us. That, That is God's commitment to us in that way. And so the great privilege of discipleship is that I can commit myself under the banner of the cross and all that the cross means and all that it has done for humanity. I can commit myself to that banner. And that means ultimately the death to sin within me. And we fight with that sin and we wrestle with that sin. And we want to give that over to the Lord because that's his purpose of being on the cross was to remove that from us. And so we need to get alone with Christ and either decide to tell him that you did not want to sin, um, you want it to die out of you, you want it gone from us, and that at any cost, we want to be identified with his death. Because when you're identified with that death and what took place, what he did on that cross for humanity is ultimately salvation for us, for you and I. And so when we act in a confident faith in what our Lord did on the cross, what Christ did on the cross for us, the thing that we have to understand is that there is a supernatural identification of, Uh, with his cross that takes place immediately within us. It does. That's what takes place. That doesn't mean everything else is gone, but we we begin immediately to be identified with what Jesus accomplished on the cross on our behalf. And we'll come to know through a higher knowledge that our old ways, our old life, all the crazy things we did, was crucified on that cross with him. And I would suggest a reading in the New Testament in the book of Romans, right? Chapter six, verse six. Take, take a read of that. And I think that will tell you that we, we become crucified with him. That has a dynamic meaning to us as we supplant our will with his. And so the proof again, That your old life is dead and having been crucified with Christ is the amazing ease with which the life of God and now enables you to obey the voice of Jesus. That's the proof. That's what we seek, isn't it? We keep saying we're going to make this conscious choice. We want to put away our old ways, our old life. And as it says in Galatians, again, in the New Testament, chapter 2, verse 20, it's going to tell us again that we have been crucified with Christ. And I think that's important for you to understand. What what does that mean? We're crucified when we accept him as the Savior. And in accepting him, which we all say so easily and readily, it means doing his will instead of our own. And so you really will see with amazing ease with which the life of God in you and now enables you to hear your master's voice. Every once in a while, our Lord gives us a glimpse of what it would be like if we were not for him. Don't we get that? Right? Right? And when we see that life and when we see that old way, because we're looking at it ourselves, you remember back through the, the, uh, many hours of the Sermon on the Mount that I shared with you in previous, previous weeks, almost two months, um, we get that glimpse of maybe what it might be like again if we were to go the other way again. And this is a confirmation of what he said. In John chapter 15, the gospel of John verse five, he says, without me, you can do nothing. And anything that we are doing, that we do for God, that we do in our walk of faith is good on our behalf and good on others behalf. And so this is actually a confirmation of what he said, without me, you can do nothing. And so this is, is really why the underlying foundation of Christianity is so personal. Right? We're in a group and we celebrate an assembly. But the relationship is individualized, not like the nation of Israel of old when God dealt with in times past. That nation who, who constantly didn't listen. He said, These are stubborn and stiff-necked people. I hold out my hand all day long, and yet they disobey me. Mm. He sent them his son, and they rejected him, and ultimately handed him over to the Romans to be killed and crucified. And what did they say? What did the leaders of the day say? We have no king but Caesar. That's what he said. So, again, I want you to understand the amazing ease with which the life of God in you now enables you to obey and hear the call of your Savior. Every once in a while, like I said, you'll get that glimpse, right? You know what the underlying foundation of Christianity is? It is a personal, passionate devotion to Christ. And sometimes we can mistake the joy of our first introduction into God's kingdom as his purpose for getting there. But yet, God's purpose in getting us into his kingdom is that we may realize that all identification It's all about that identification with Christ. And that's its purpose. And he is the means to that end, that personal, personal, personal relationship. I think also when we're trying to understand where God is leading us through his will, Sometimes we come become like Lot's wife. Lot's wife knew the promise, right? Lot and his daughters, they were told the promise you, that they needed to leave the place that they were at because it was destined for destruction. This is a good story to read. I mean, it's heart-wrenching and, and it has, definitely has sadness into it, but it has sadness in because there was disobedience. And so disobedience has a result. There is a result. There is, there is an end of that. Disobedience. It leads us to something. And it can be catastrophic so often. And that disobedience, as Lot and his family was called out of in Sodom and Gomorrah, a place so sinful. Because man's life, humanity meant nothing. It was wasted. It was just used and abused like a condiment. Come and gone, wasted, gone, done. And so Lot was called out and God said, this place is going to be destroyed. But as Lot and his family was leaving, 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 a place of security and safety being led, following God's will, Lot's wife had a craving for the old way. And that craving made her turn around and yearn. For the sin that was left behind. And the result was her destruction. Don't look back. Move forward. Trust in God, my friends. My brothers and sisters, trust in the love of God. That God's heart and compassion and love is only for your benefit. And his love is endless. Thank you for listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown. Here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.